All Right Podcast. Listeners, welcome back to episode 218 with me, your host, Rafael Matuszewski. And today, like every freaking episode, I am super pumped to chat with you listening to this while you're driving, cutting your grass, watching whatever the fuck you're watching on Facebook, or working out, or what What, what else do people listen to podcasts while they're doing something? I don't know, sometimes I listen to podcasts when I clean the house, but anyway, um, today, as always, I'm going to try to keep this under 10 minutes, because... I like them short, you know, get to the point, and then we can always elaborate if you reach out. So, interesting enough, pain is a topic that I thoroughly enjoy because it is such an individual thing for person to person, and a lot of us um, kind of deal with it differently, experience it differently, and a lot of it is, it's still, we still don't know enough about it, like, if you listen to my previous episode, maybe three or four back with Alex, who's a PT out in the UK, you mentioned that they just had a pain summit of five days long, with all these different top researchers in the field and you know even then they still don't know enough about what pain really is so I recently posted a couple things because I post like crazy on social media if you don't follow me hit the show notes and add me on Facebook and for those who are adding me on Facebook and I haven't confirmed it I apologize Like, ever since I started advertising that you guys should add me on Facebook, I've been getting, like, fuck, anywhere from 6 to 20 invites per week. So it's like, you know, one, I need to check you out (laughs) before I add you and then uh, take the time to actually message you because that's one of the things I like to do is message every person that adds me and start a little conversation. Um, So, yeah, Um, going back to what I posted, so... It all kind of started with one of my posts for one of my clients that dealt with an injury, hamstring injury, and um, so she, little background, she's a cheerleader, and she's the one that is thrown up into the air and then gets caught at the bottom and does all the cool badass stuff. So, you know, she did the flip, she's coming down, and the group of women at the bottom didn't catch her completely. Well, she didn't fall, like, straight onto the ground, but they caught her, and then she kind of fell, and when she landed, she felt a sharp shooting pain up her right leg in the back of the hamstring and heard a pop. And it was really bad because I did see her that same day, and she was limping around, and, like, poof, it was bad. So that happened probably a year and a half ago now. Yeah, I think a year and a half ago. And, you know, got her to see the Cairo that I work with. Got her seeing a naturopath. Got her seeing freaking everyone. Even got an MRI done. Everything was clear. 
but she still had pain. So even after the initial inflammation stage and, you know, three months down the road after the rehab, like she still was getting pain. And the interesting thing is pain for her would travel up and down her leg into her back and then some days it would be on her left side and not on her right side sometimes it would be in her neck and shoulder blade and not in her leg so it kind of just travels everywhere so she was a very interesting case and I know she wanted to start training but at that point I was like honestly I don't think I can do anything better than the professionals you're seeing already but she kind of got into this like limbo effect of like she's not really getting better she hasn't done any cheer because she's just in freaking pain all the time and you know like what kind of quality of life is that so she took it in her own hands and told me didn't ask me told me that i'm gonna start training her so i was like okay well just like any client i'm gonna take you through a thorough assessment and I kid you not, almost every single assessment that I put her through, she had pain, like red flags everywhere. And I was like, holy fuck, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and interesting enough, um, one, thing that, one thing that really stood out to me, um, I was doing a hip scour test. So for those who don't know what a hip scour test is, you would have the patient or client lying on their back take their leg into hip flexion about 90 degrees and you kind of move their hip to see if there's any cracks bumps limitations pain things like that and then you can also kind of play around with what position their um, leg would feel the best for a squat lunge whatever and the interesting thing with her was I'd go okay like give me the weight of your leg like relax but she couldn't like she was so wound up and tight and there's another piece to this puzzle and not to get into the nitty-gritty but I've seen it a handful of times when people are dealing with a lot of stress in their life they might have anxiety they might be going through depression they might be going through some sort of different mental state that can manifest into your body and make those pain triggers that you have just magnify like crazy and I've seen it and I think that's what was going on with this situation so when we went through the assessment I'm like okay well let's start with the basics and literally the first couple sessions were so terribly bad to the point where I'm like I honestly don't know what we're gonna do because there are some movements that caused so much pain that she was in tears and then there were some that were okay but didn't feel that comfortable so we had to go really bare bones and the interesting thing and I've been like experimenting with is on the sessions that we don't start with diaphragmic breathing where we have her eyes closed and really try to connect with her breath she experiences pain and the cool thing is you know we start every session with feet elevated belly breathing some child pose breathing some side lying breathing and this just gives an opportunity for that nervous system to kind of relax and take its guard down because if you're going to put more stress on your body you need to kind of open up space for it 
And I really like the analogy of a piggy bank, right? So if you start doing things that will improve your body mechanics and body quality, um, you kind of give yourself some more money into your piggy bank. So then when you do stuff that's active, you can take that money out without any consequences. So in this case, by starting with breathing, we've started adding a lot more money into our piggy bank. So then we can do some active stuff. And honestly, if you saw her program in the very beginning, it was like, if, if I literally wrote it out, you'd be like, this is bullshit. But the cool thing is just reinforcing your body into positions where it feels safe. And I tell this to patients all the time, like when you get into a movement, an exercise that I give you, and we're trying to improve the quality of your joint, the muscle, whatever we're working on, and your body's gonna naturally want you to stop that. It's sending all these mechanisms to the injured area, supporting it to stop movement because it was painful in the first time you injured it. But a way to communicate back to your body, your AKA your nervous system, is your breath. Like your diaphragm is directly connected to your nervous system. That's why it's so important to re-send um, these messages to your nervous system that it's safe, it's okay, you don't have to worry about me. And the analogy I always give is like if you were doing a yoga class and you're trying to stretch out your hamstring and you were super stressed, like just grunting, trying to stretch your hamstring, your body's gonna be like, fuck that, uh-uh, I'm not giving you any more range. Whereas if you start breathing and breathing even more, and taking even a deeper breath, all that kind of neurological lock your body puts you through kind of lets go a little bit. And then you're able to get an inch or two more in your hamstring stretch in your yoga class. Who would have thought that breathing was good for you? So the basis of her entire program was to reinforce movement patterns to tell her body and nervous system that it's safe to do. And it took time. And a lot of it was just um, using cars, so control, controlled articular rotations to reinforce good joint movement. And today, I posted the other day a video of her doing the full Turkish getup. And it was like literally one of the proudest moments I've had as a coach to see this person who used to be in tears trying to do a glute bridge because it hurt so bad. Um, and seeing her go through this whole process. And like it took us a good 12 weeks to get to the full getup. And then she wanted to go up to the eight kilo and she fucking nailed it. It was amazing. So a lot of times, like people, I tell I say this all the time, people do not understand the power of exercise. It's not just for losing weight and looking better. It's to improve the quality of your life. And the crazy thing, I said this before on my podcast, is my client and I only work together one day a week. And we started with the most basic movements, like you won't be sweating in this type of workout. And now, because we've been so consistent, never missed a week, we've seen such huge improvements from one day a week. Like I tell every new client I get, that's super motivated to get into fitness, start with one day a week. 
Like you don't understand the power of exercise if you do it right. And now that we've built this foundation with her, now we can start challenging her system because it understands that what exercises we're putting into her nervous system and brain, it's okay to do. So my whole thing that now that I've been working in a clinic is that, you know, not only are people coming in to um, feel and move better, but they're also there to eventually get back to the gym so they can lose weight. So before I would always see people, you know, struggling to lose weight and there's this whole ordeal. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. Like it's a hard thing to do. But now imagine if you were overweight and you're dealing with an injury, like we're going bare bones of what we need to accomplish. So the big thing that people need to remember when it comes to dealing with an injury, dealing with your first time going to the gym is baby steps and committing yourself to one day a week where you focus on the bare minimum, the foundations. I say that word over and over and over again because it's so fucking important. Don't do shit that you see other people doing because you're not that person. You don't know if that's going to help you or not. Now, going back to pain, the other thing I posted um, was I was interviewing the chiropractor I work with, and it was interesting seeing the comments I was getting because a lot of people are like, oh, chiropractors is based on pseudoscience. Oh, she likes to do cupping and rock blading and rock tape and all this other shit that's not really supported that much with um, science. And they also saw that we have a naturopath in our clinic and they started saying like, oh, adrenal fatigue, blah, blah, blah. So all the kind of like um, typical sayings. But, you know, I'm kind of at this point where, and I was, I was telling this to somebody else where I saw those comments and I think I posted it into the comments as well, is that if I have a patient coming in that's been dealing with chronic low back pain has been to and this this is ha- this has happened by the way has been to different physios different chiros other therapists still can't find relief they come in they see sarah and i and whatever sarah decides to do in the treatment room they feel a little bit better they come see me and then she te- says, you know what? I also want you to rock tape their lower back. And, you know, there's only a handful of studies that shows that, you know, based on the pain gate theory, that kinesiology tape, rock tape actually work. And a lot of it is placebo effect, but I don't give a fuck if it's placebo effect or not, because the moment I put that tape on, that person feels invincible. Why would I want to stop taping somebody if they had chronic low back pain and have been dealing with it for a long time and I put a piece of tape on them and they feel better to a point where they have the confidence to go back to the gym? Why would I want to stop doing that? Like, it's stupid. Just because you're going to say, oh, well, the research doesn't blah, 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 blah. Okay. So if you were a practitioner and you follow that, like, that sense that I'm not going to use rock tape because the research is not adequate for me, then continue seeing your patient that's still going to be in pain. 
right? This is why pain is such an individual thing. And it doesn't mean that, you know, this person is going to be taped forever. It's giving them enough time to get out of that state of, oh, I'm always injured. Oh, I'm always injured. To, oh, I'm feeling better. Oh, I can go back to the gym. Oh, I started deadlifting. I don't need the tape anymore because my back is stronger from the deadlifts. Like, it's just a doorway to use to get to your outcome. And, you know, there's a lot of things in this world that haven't been proven by the research that works. You know, if you look at physicists and like this new thing that I was reading about NASA, about this new theory that when black holes come across each other, there's a chance and idea that this is how they can do time travel across the universe. That's fucking crazy to think about that, right? But who knows, in 40 years, they might freaking prove it somehow. If you look at anything in science, it was always based on a theory, but it wasn't until later on things were proven by science. So if you're one of those people who are on the edge of, oh, I don't think chirotes work, well, you might have just had a really bad experience because we get that a lot in the clinic where people come in and they're a little bit worried about trying a chiropractor because they had a really bad experience with a different one. And that just means that person wasn't right for you. Or because we're attached to a gym and anytime I see a member dealing with like an achy shoulder, a lower back thing, and I'm like, you should go see Sarah. And they're like, oh, well, you know, chiropractors. And I'm like, she is not what you think it is. Like the industry is changing a lot, like a lot. If you even look at personal training as a um, profession, like 20 years ago, Fuck, you were doing step aerobics. That's what a fucking personal trainer was. And it was a joke. It wasn't a career. Now it's a career, right? And the interview with Sarah, when it comes out later this week, you'll kind of get a sense that there's this divide of, like, old-school chiros that are, like, in their 50s and 60s, and these new-age chiros that are coming fresh out of school and they have a completely different approach to how they're going to treat patients. So the thing that I want people to kind of understand is that if you know that a profession like chiropractic or a naturopath is not really supported by science because there's not enough research, before you go ahead and make that decision that you're going to cut that possibility out of your life, why don't you go find someone in that profession that falls along the lines of values of you because you know you guys have been listening to me depending on who you are if you're from day one you've been with me for two years you trust me you know that I'm a good coach but if you go down the street to Joe Blow Gym and you meet that trainer they're not going to be as good as me I think we both know that so why are you lumping all these chiropractors and naturopaths into one pile saying that they all are shit like it's kind of a bold statement and you just have to it's honestly just like you know we all go to the dentist we know it's good for us and you know that one time you went to a dentist and 
your regular guy retired and then you went to a new guy and you're like, no, this is not the same. We're not a good match. But then you go around and you find another one. You're like, okay, now we're at a good match. It's the same thing. That's one of my challenges for you guys. If you were a non-believer of chiropractic and naturopathic medicine, 100% go find someone that falls in lines with your values and try it. Because a lot of times people are afraid to try things that they don't understand fully. Dig deep and dive into it before you make a decision. So wrapping that up because we're already at 20 minutes and I said 10. Um, we'll leave it at that. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Pain is an individual thing. Exercise is... <laughs> people just don't know the power of exercise. Just leave it at that. My book is almost done. For the release, I've just been having issues with the web designer. So we've been going back and forth. So hopefully the moment I see a sample of how the landing page is going to look for you to purchase, I'm going to release a date for my book. Hit the show notes to add yourself to the pre-sale list because I want all my listeners to get this thing before everyone else. That's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, you guys.